pretty much to say hey i'm in this place like i i don't want to be here i don't like it i hate that i feel this way and then god comes and he's saying i know and i want to bring you out of that and then he starts walking with me into this place and he's saying i'm taking you to this promise that i have for you and i am saying but i don't know i now don't know how to live outside of this depression hi everybody welcome to all the new listeners here and welcome back to my returning listeners i hope that you guys have had an amazing week we are back here with another episode and a new conversation on escaping egypt with dawanga galusi Please go and listen to the episode that I just dropped before this one, the little trailer, just for some context. I do hope you enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned. Hi, Donga. Hi. Welcome back to the channel, the podcast. It's really not a channel. I don't know why I keep thinking I'm on YouTube, but the podcast. This means you need to start a YouTube channel. Okay, no. Still. <laughs> How does it feel to be back? Um, I'm excited um to have the conversation that we're going to be having today. Um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Do you know anything about it? Um <laughs> Yeah, go well, ahead. Lie. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna say we're going to figure that out as we go, right? Yeah, because yeah. none of yeah. this is scripted. Yeah. No, like seriously, none, none of this is scripted. Um, it's usually just an idea, and I'm like, hey, you want to talk about this? And I give them time to prepare. So this is gonna be all very. This is gonna be an interesting conversation. It will. But if you don't know what we're talking about today, please go and listen to the trailer that I posted just before this episode. Um, the title of today's conversation is "Escaping Egypt" or "Escape Egypt," whichever one works for you. Um, and the story behind it comes from Exodus with the whole Israelites leaving Egypt and going into the wilderness, and God promising to take them to the um, the promised land. But it was inspired by a book that Donga gave me, Bunny Laditan, as she said that is how it's pronounced. So I, I'm not sure, but I hope. <laughs> yeah, and it's Dear God, which is basically a compilation, compilation of prayers. Um, and yeah, so this prayer I already read it out, and I will be posting like a screenshot on Instagram, which is. <laughs> Shameless plug, follow me on Instagram at EmbracerWeird or at KatyaNalibata. Do you want to put in your plug there, Daonga? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> follow Daonga at yeah, Daonga Gawusi. With an underscore, if you want to look yeah. at an empty page. Yeah. Um, sure. But, you um, know. I respond to DMs though, so, yeah. She's a poet. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Anyway, so the part that we're going to focus on today is, I'm, and I'm reading this. Um, yeah. So she says, I know you didn't bring me into the desert to die. 
I no longer dream of the seductive poisonous comforts of Egypt, but I stand here, at the Jordan, watching the river's quick churning current, and it's not drowning that scares me the most. Who will I be once I live in your promise? Who am I when I'm not wondering, struggling? End quote. Your thoughts on that? Uh, firstly, let me just say, um, I generally loved this entire book because of how honest and authentic it was. I love that it is an embodiment of poetry. Um, and then going into this prayer, she basically is saying to God, you know, I know you didn't bring me to the desert to die. And she talks about no longer dreaming about, you know, the seductive poisonous comforts of Egypt. And she's looking at Jordan and saying, I'm not scared of drowning, but my fear is who I be in this new promise that you have basically put right in front of me when I am no longer wondering, when I am no longer struggling. And I love that she used the journey of the Israelites as an illustration of her own journey, of what I believe is my journey and maybe even a lot of other people's journey. They say you're coming from a dark place. Um, you're coming from a place where <laughs> Egypt, basically, and you've just been brought into this other place. And then she is saying to God, I know you didn't bring me here to die. And looking at that, I'm like, you know, sometimes it starts to feel like, did God bring me here to die? <laughs> because that's that was also the thought process of the Israelites, where they were like, you know, I think it was better when we were not here because it feels like we you just set us up even though that is not that was clearly not his intention um it never is his intention but it just feels like that in the moment not it, not that it feels like it's his intention but it feels like you're in a really difficult place so yeah i love her illustration of her journey mm-hmm. or in relation yes mm-hmm. to the journey of the israelites into egypt pretty much okay that's interesting yeah what are your thoughts? I completely agree with everything that you said. But I think also for me, it's just how real she was. I really, really resonate with how she talks about not being afraid of drowning. She talks about Jordan and Jordan is, is the river, the river Jordan, right? And she's not afraid of, of drowning. She's Instead, she's afraid mm. of, of this new person that she's going to be. She's afraid of... Yeah. You know, and like I've I found myself and I still find myself in, in this kind of space where I'm afraid of losing the person that I once was or the person that I the person who I have known in Egypt mm. in in the in bondage, in the struggle. Yeah. And I have yeah. held tight to that identity, that a new identity of somebody who is free and is living in the promised land, so to speak, mm. actually scares me, really scares yeah. me. So yeah. um, when I read this, because these are thoughts that I've always had for pr- a pretty long time. But what I love about okay. literature, what I love about reading and, and about listening to other people's stories or seeing their thought process, processes is that sometimes they give you language for things that... You, you may be going through but may not necessarily know how to explain yeah that is what I think about that just to add on to that I was saying the other day that I, I think 
we as people have an adaptive nature to us. And so one, we have an adaptive nature and two, it tends to be difficult for us to cope with change at least the majority of us so on one hand you have you have yourself in this situation like you said you have attached yourself or i have attached myself to a place um like you said of bondage in this case we're calling it egypt so i'm so attached to egypt i have adapted to egypt i know nothing outside of egypt like i said i love the illustration because then if you go back into the story you see that there are people that were born into egypt generations of people that knew nothing outside of egypt and so they had adapted and then you have them being brought out of this place and being told now you have to change you have to deal with this change or you have to adapt to this change. so in as much as we are adaptive people it's also difficult for us to uh, adapt when there is change and so i think it's it's the same um, in like a personal situation where, okay, I'm so used to being in this situation. And then you bring me out and say, okay, now this is freedom. Now you no longer have to sit in the darkness. Now you no longer have to be in this place. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? Because that's all yeah. I've ever known. That's all I ever adapted to. That's so true. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it. But we're going to get into that a little later. For now, I really wanted to focus on the first part where she says, I know you didn't bring the desert to die. I no longer dream of the seductive, poisonous comforts of Egypt. Here she's talking about how she never, she, she doesn't dream of that anymore, but there was a time when she did. And so I would like you to explain that with your own personal story of what these seductive, poisonous comforts that came from your Egypt like what was your Egypt what were the comforts that were there and why do you think that okay this is a loaded question but why do you think that (laughs) we dream of those things like even when you look back at Exodus there's a point in if I'm not wrong chapter 16 (laughs) there like at this point in time I think they were hungry Yes, they were hungry. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to Moses and they're like... So mind you, right before that, they've been rescued from Pharaoh's hand by God doing the miraculous thing of like splitting the Nile into half and like letting them walk through and drowning Pharaoh and his people. God has made water that was bittersweet. And now they're hungry and they're saying that, did God bring us here to die? And, and they continued to say, why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? At least there we had food, we had this, like there was comfort, but it was poisonous. So like, just for a little bit of context there, yeah, what's your take on that? Sorry, that is a really loaded question, but I'm sure. Very loaded. Very close and personal. Would you would you like to go first? No. <laughs> would, you no. Like to, would you like to no. give me time to gather my thoughts? Um, because I will literally spend five minutes <laughs> trying to figure out how to answer this. Okay, fair enough. Um I'm not going to go into too much detail because as much as this is a conversation, I do want people to get to know other people's stories and other people's perspective because mine is already here. So first of all, my Egypt, at least one Egypt that I can think about because I also do believe that there could be 
multiple Egypts. Like Egypt could look like so mm-hmm. many, so many addictions, so many things. But I'm gonna talk about the obvious one, which I have already talked about here. Is is to do with my mental state. And the thing about that is, yeah, two years ago, last year, this year, actually. For those that don't know, girl child diagnosed with major depressive disorder, but. For a long time, my symptoms were pretty serious, and so yeah, they were really serious. And right now, I'm I am in a much better space. And so I found myself as I was getting quote unquote better, and I am better. I don't know why I'm saying quote unquote. I guess you can still see that I am still dreaming of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> the poisonous comforts of Egypt. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, there was a point in time where the comfort of just kind of knowing that I'm going to feel this this kind of way, or it, again, I've I've kind of already touched on it, but like the identity that I found in being depressed, um, and I think this also goes back to not just the illness in within itself, but also my personality. So my personality on the Enneagram, I'm a Type Four. If you look at my temperaments, I am melancholic and then phlegmatic. And my like 16 personalities, I'm an INFJ T, which is a turbulent advocate or INFJ. And so, first of all, with the temperaments itself, as a person who has a melancholic, phlegmatic, phlegmatic temperament. It kind of just already shows that I am like my my being gravitates towards melancholy. Now add on the depression. I'm already really prone to that, and so it's not just as I said the illness, but it's it's also an identity thing. So so I found comfort in knowing who I was or knowing my kind of personality and stuff like that and now like it kind of felt as if this is this was just how my life was supposed to be because this was who I was and it was a belief that I had and still till today struggle with but not as much but just a belief that without this depression without this heavy sadness without the anxiety without all these things am I still being true to the person of a type four to the person of someone with the temperament of melancholy or being a phlegmatic, right? And I'm not I'm not here to say that type fours are, are depressed people or, or whatever, but like that <laughs> that was my reality and that was the identity that I had taken on for myself. Because also when you look at those personality types and, and just stuff like that, they kind of draw from the deep thoughts and and I do I draw from deep thoughts I draw from from heavy conversations I am an empath so I can take those emotions and it's it's a beauty it's a blessing and a curse at the same time it's a blessing when you're when you're doing it right and it's a curse when obviously you know you get to the state that I was in but yeah I found comfort in that and I was reluctant to heal. I was reluctant to change. Yeah. I hope that has given you enough time to think about your answer. I think my personal experience with still dreaming about the poisonous and seductive comforts of Egypt 
will or have a similarity to yours okay at so least wait, one of first them first of all first of thing. what is what is your egypt or what was your egypt um i'm going to go into two things um that i would refer to or i think are my egypt and um to depression and then unforgiveness as well and so with depression about two years ago i noticed that something was off <laughs> and then um last year i was dealing with grief and and loss in terms of like losing someone but also it's different forms of grief later in the year and then depression came in and so for me i had settled in that space um at first to be honest at first i fought it and then i adapted to it and then i settled so fast forward to a later stage i knew that this is not a place that god wants me to be in he wait on that you said that it wasn't a place that god wanted you to be in i'm sorry for cutting you off but i wanted to ask was it was it a place you wanted to be in or was it just was it just you knew that wasn't where god wanted you to be i don't think it was a place i wanted to be in okay but it i had started to feel normal so to speak mm-hmm. like okay hey let's let's just go ahead and be like this and so i i, I definitely acknowledge the fact that this was in a way an experience or a place that anybody can be in but it's also a place that like god cares about me enough to say hey i know this is the way that things are but i also care about your state and i think in terms of dreaming about the poisonous comforts of egypt i found myself sort of fighting that that idea or that reality that i am being called to a place where i get to walk let's say i would say walk with god in the depression but then also a place where he can heal me in a sense so it was there was a lot of me fighting that because it's like hey i've become so used to this now i don't see anything else i don't see myself outside of this this has become a part of me um, yeah. i don't like it <laughs> i think oftentimes we don't like it the israelites never liked egypt when they were there and then they went out like, into the wilderness and they literally like, oh, we want to go back yeah we want to go back <laughs> exactly so pretty much to say hey i'm in this place like i i don't want to be here i don't like it i hate that i feel this way and then god comes and he's saying i know and i want to bring you out of that but because i am and then he starts walking with me into this place and he's saying i'm taking you to this promise that i have for you and i am saying but i don't know i now don't know how to live outside of this depression and then going into unforgiveness i think for me that had a lot to do with my back story with my parents um absent father um absent mother and i think i had so many emotions associated with the entire situation my entire life so many emotions had a state of mind a mindset that i had associated and in a way unforgiveness that came in because of that for so long 
and then I walk into adulthood and then I find out God is saying hey I know these people were not around <laughs> I know you're mad but I need you to forgive them you know and just have a beautiful relationship with these people and it was also something that was difficult because again Egypt is a place you are familiar with um it's a place that sort of feels like home you know and then now it's like oh you need to forgive these people um and you need to establish this kind of relationship with these people and for me that was also like hey there is but also i think apart from unforgiveness there was also like the feelings that we have of like a rejection and all of those things and those fears that come with being in a situation like that being in a situation where you have been uh, sort of abandoned it could be intentionally unintentionally because i know with my parents they didn't intentionally abandon me or like they were not intentionally absent there were things that happened that caused them to be absent but then being in that place and and being associated with these feelings of like rejection and fear and all those things and then being told now you have to one walk into this place forgive these people but also be willing to be in a place where you're not afraid to be rejected you're not afraid to be abandoned you're not associating yourself with these feelings it was really difficult because it's just like that's all I've ever known 21 years of my life that is all I've ever known and now I must do what you know <laughs> so yeah yeah um, <laughs> it's it, it was that that type of thing where it's like okay um this is definitely because it's it's familiar it's comfortable to be in a place where I feel like this and I don't know how to feel anything else you know mhm what i'm hearing from, yeah. from your story mine and even just reading this is egypt is also associated with our identities quite a lot and so mm. identity is a strong thing because it is it is how we show up into the world it's how we relate with ourselves with the, our peers with our families basically with the world and so when we're being called out of it's not just a place but it's it's who we are in some season mm. and god asks us to become somebody else and not even like in in a bad way i think he he calls us to become who we are without all the fears because another thing that i'm hearing is there's a lot of fear oh yeah our stories are all very different but there's fear of who will i be again identity why do you think that is such a a scary thing Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Do remember to comment, let me know your thoughts on this. You can now find Embrace Your Weird on Instagram. Finally have a page at embrace underscore your underscore weird underscore um, or at Katya Nalivata. Yeah, sending love and light. Bye.